Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore the Warning podcast. This is review number 717 with a review of Bros. I'm Christopher Schnazy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spore the Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a theater near you. Um, this week, we have a couple reviews for you. Uh, we had a review of Blonde. We have this review of Bros. And also a review of Triangle of Sadness. Um, Triangle of Sadness is also how we felt while we were watching Blonde. And we, uh, we, we needed a chance to go out and hopefully watch something fun. And we thought a gay romantic comedy might be the thing to turn around our weekend after uh, putting ourselves through uh, all those other films. Um, so, Stephen, are you excited to talk about this film? I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy to talk about a comedy. It's yeah, been yeah. a while, I feel like. I, I guess I Love You, Dad was the, was the last one. Yeah, yeah, that uh, yeah, that that was that was the thing. I feel like I forget what else came out around that, but I feel like that was also like a hey, let's just throw this on the list of something we're going to review too because this looks fun. Um, mm-hmm. Which is it just was basically how how we went about uh, with this film as well. But uh, are you ready, Stephen? Oh, I'm ready. All right, we're going to take a listen to the trailer for Bros, and we're going to come back and give all these fine folks listening a review. Hey guys, it's Bobby Lieber coming to you from the future home of the LGBTQ plus museum. Everyone is really excited and totally getting along. This happens to be Bisexual Awareness Week and no one has acknowledged it. Lesbian History Month was in March. Nobody said a goddamn thing. Of course, lesbians get a month and we get a week. So what's happening? Didn't you guys have an announcement? This is a little unexpected, but we are in a thruple situation. Yeah. You're in a thruple? Let me tell you what's progressive now. Being alone. I love my life. I love my freedom. I love my independence. That's kind of sad. That I don't want to be in a thruple? I don't even want to be in a couple. Bobby, I had sex with that 65-year-old. Jesus, he's ripped. I know. It's like they injected steroids into Dumbledore. Oh my God, that's Aaron. He's very hot. Gay guys are so stupid. I know. But we've been smart enough to brand ourselves as being smart. It's our little secret. You met a guy? I don't think I'm his type. He's like gay Tom Brady. What are you into? One of these ripped idiots with no opinions? No, I'd like someone who's physically very frail and won't stop talking. And I bet he's as intimidated by you as you are by him. I'm down for whatever. Yeah, I can do whenever and I can do whatever. Cool, whatever, whenever. GIF of Michael Scott dancing. Office GIF? This person isn't gay. I I need you to be honest with me. You like these growy, meathead idiots. Oh, look, they're fighting. You like that? I can be tough like your boys. Oh, that's what you like, huh? What's going on? Oh, that's cool. Bye-bye. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Now I have to go to a Pride party and you're both too old to be in the pool. Please leave. People are threatening to boycott the museum. You can't say Lincoln was gay. If we don't do this, we're letting the heterosexual terrorists win. There are trans terrorists too. Caitlyn Jenner. You're so different from me. You're very intense. I like to keep things chill. I can be chill. Just like a manly man. What's up? What's up? I got you. Yeah, go need some help here, bro. Hey, I'm gonna need some help here, bro. What is going on with you? My whole life, I prided myself on being self-reliant, but this guy has gone into my head. Maybe you're both bottoms and that's the problem. Bottom day! Bottom day! Gay sex was more fun when straight people were uncomfortable with it. 
God, do you guys remember straight people? Yeah, they had a nice run. All right, that was the trailer for Bros. Uh, reading the description from IMDb, two men with commitment problems attempt a relationship. Stephen Miller, what did you think of Bros? So I thought this movie was a pretty good romantic comedy. Um, there, <laughs> I, I, should, I should say I am a big fan of Billy Eichner. So that pretty good is going to be rounded up to great <laughs> because of how much I like him uh, as a person. Um, I don't know if you are familiar with Billy on the Street, if I've made you watch it like I have seen every episode multiple times. You have not. Okay. So Billy on the Street, if you saw this at Alamo, you probably saw one quick snippet of Billy on the Street before this, which is basically Billy Eichner playing a version of himself running around the streets of New York doing this like manic celebrity quiz show where he interrogates people about questions, but he is screaming at them about it. And most of the show is people like running away terrified or being completely flustered and him just bringing this like crazy intense energy to what is a very silly premise um that is how i learned about him other than him being in parks and recreation that is his comedic sensibility and what the judd apatow production studio does really well is takes a comedian from a like sketch situation and turns them to a big screen movie star it just like it takes the comic sensibility that they showed that they can do well and it gives them a venue to do it on the big screen and i think this movie does that very 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 well for billy eichner it like a lot of his bits from billy on the street are in this movie um screaming guy (laughs) you know happens quite a bit a guy who is very like brashly explaining something to a kind old lady who has no idea what she's in for happens (laughs) at a dinner scene in this movie um, there's even an episode of Billy on the Street where Billy starts wearing a backwards cap and becomes a bro, and he and Jason Sudeikis like have a bunch of boys come and hang out. And Jim Billy Eichner here is 100% that character, yeah. uh, and I laughed every time Billy Eichner gets to be himself. I think comedies like this, the pro and con with them is that they are written to have a joke a minute and be very improv heavy, and sometimes that doesn't work because you don't believe that real people in this situation would throw out zingers like that left and right with billy eichner's character bobby in this movie i 100 percent believe it because he is a too clever for his own good cynical knows all the tropes and knows when he's playing into them guy and i think that just fits really well with the style of movie that you know this machine turns out. I, I don't want him to lose agency here. I know this is Billy Eichner's movie, but I can't not see the Apatow machine doing for him what it did for Kumail, what it did for Amy Schumer, what it did for Steve Carell, what it did for Seth Rogen. You know, over and over again, this machine kind of is working its magic. Yeah. Um, I say pretty good because it is formulaic you know that's another part of this machine you know a a judd apatow romantic comedy always has a person who thinks they're better off alone slowly learning that they need another person it always has some kind of grand gesture or musical montage at the end it always has a like (laughs) a reason for characters to be racing to get there just in time it's always going to have like a conflict that appears later and later in the movie. I feel like as these movies go on, they like it's more perfunctory when the conflict happens because they know you don't 
want to watch it and it's going to be resolved very quickly anyway. Um, there a lot of the beats of this movie, the formula beats felt like a formula and felt like they were phoning it in. But what I loved watching this movie is that 95% of it is the color that they're like putting in between the formula. You know, it is the, the quips. It is just Eichner's very funny comic persona. It is the details of, you know, at least one version of being gay in New York. You know, I, I think there's a, a earlier trailers of this movie started by having Billy Eichner be speaking on his podcast, talking about how everyone wants to see a gay rom-com that proves that love is love and we're all the same. But the truth is love isn't love. We're different. You know, like for instance, straight people wouldn't understand this, 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 and it like shows a bunch of the gags. And I loved that trailer so much more than the one we just listened to the one that has been playing the last few months where it, tries to zap the movie of all of those details and turn it into a love is love story. Um, I think this movie is very funny because it doesn't play by those rules at all, because it, it knows the formula it's operating in and it is laughing about the formula and telling you not to take it seriously and giving you a character who thinks the formula is stupid. Um, yeah. I, I think all of that makes it very enjoyable. I have to say watching it too at Alamo in San Francisco on the Monday after Billy Eichner chided everyone on Twitter to go support the movie. Um, <laughs> I believe Joanne and I were very much in the minority of being a straight couple sitting in the theater and people were roaring at references that I didn't even understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is, this is an in crowd movie, I think in a way that I found very appealing. Um, I'm going in circles because it like I Bowen Yang makes me want to compare this to Fire Island, which I don't remember if we reviewed it or if we just watched the movie. We but didn't, then didn't get around to doing a review. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, you you didn't see it. Um, yeah. So Fire Island was the kind of critical darling this year of queer romantic comedies. Whereas this movie, so far the narrative I've heard has been, this is kind of the formula, this is kind of just doing the standard rom-com plot. And I feel a little bit the opposite. When I saw Fire Island, I felt like it was playing to a formula way more heavily than I thought it was. And this movie, because of Billy Eichner's self-awareness and his kind of just the hilarious way he deals with situations, felt like it was saying something more than what the formula wanted to tell you. This felt like it was someone struggling with the normie aspects of straight relationships and trying to not fall prey to that, but also knowing that they are lonely and there is still something out there and you can define for yourself what it is. And I... I don't know. I, I thought this movie just did a whole lot well. And before I go on to criticizing it more, I should ask what you thought of Bros. <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't see that original trailer that you were talking about. I've only seen the trailer that uh, you know is the one that has been playing for the last several weeks. And uh, to me, that trailer was a little bit rough. Like it, it's mm. the jokes in the trailer felt very flat to me, and it felt kind of like it. It felt like the. Like, you know, when you watch a trailer for like a religious film (laughs) and it like Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like a real movie. It feels like, you know, like all the lines are like, like, he's yours now, Jesus. (laughs) Like like that kind of stuff. Like that was like the vibe I was like, uh, 
I knew that this wasn't a religious film, but I mean, like, it, it just, it seemed like a blah comedy that would have normally kind of gone straight to DVD or something like that. Like, it, it just, it, nothing about it screamed like, you're going to have a really good time with this. Um, the beginning of this film is that podcast scene you said from the other trailer. And it starts, and Billy Eichner is just screaming. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, dear God, I don't know if I'm going to like this movie. <laughs> And I, I I got really, really worried for just that scene, um, just because I was like, he's just going to, is he going to scream the whole movie? Is that just his thing? Is that what he does? Like, I don't know if I could take this. Um, but uh, that was kind of just his podcast persona in the film. And then when it gets into the the real guy, like, I, I ended up having a great time with this film. Uh, you know, part of it might have been the environment that I was watching it, and I did see it at Alamo like you did. Um, and I had, I just had a great time watching it. And I think that, you know, in the openings one of his podcast listeners asks him the question like have you ever thought about doing a movie and he talked like he basically makes something about like i can't do a movie i would want to make a i have to make uh i would have to make like a a a queer movie that straight people are going to enjoy and part of the time i was like am am i liking this because he did that did i get tricked (laughs) (laughs) like like is this is this is this good good or is it pandering to me in a way that makes me not understand that I'm I'm having one like one pulled over my eyes but I think most of the funniest stuff is the stuff that I only half got like it's not the romantic comedy beat by beat sort of thing that you get from all the other films it's all the stuff about what it is like dating as a gay man and I thought hmm. like like the way it portrays that experience and like the weirdness of like no this is just this is just how normal this is but also I'm with you, watcher. This is very strange. Whatever just happened, right. and I, like I found myself constantly like laughing and chuckling and and just having like a good time as I watched this film. And there there are moments that like I'm like I think I'm not laughing that hard, and then all of a sudden I'm just like <laughs> burst out laughing because it's so ridiculous. Whatever's going on, um, but yeah, I, I I had an amazing time with it. I think the only the only thing that was a little bit weird is like they tried to avoid the trope of like a gay couple where one of them isn't out yet and the other is and then trying to bounce around that dynamic and they turned it into one is just a gay activist and the other one's not activisty enough for him but right. it, like it still feels like it's playing into that same trope which felt like a little bit like eh, it seems like you tried to swerve away from it and then just swerve directly yeah. into it in a way that kind of didn't really but but I like the way that resolves and the way it plays out and it it turns out to be a good payoff for like swerving into that weird trope um, but all in all, I, I I had an amazing time watching this film, and I did see the uh, the dude on the street thingamajigger, <laughs> like Billy those clips, the, yeah, the Billy on the street stuff, and uh, I just assumed that was specifically for promoting i mean those clips were specifically about promoting this film but i had no idea that this was like an actual show where he does that sort of thing unrelated to promoting his film um so i might have to go check that out what what yeah he's he's been doing it for years though if if you don't like him yelling you may have trouble with it i mean i mean that the context of him on the street is Mm. fine him being like blasted into my ears in the studio voice version of it i was kind of i was just kind of like oh boy <laughs> this is this <laughs> might grate on me after a while um but like all the like normal dialogue still his same wit cadence all that stuff worked perfect for me but it's just when he was like i'm talking into a microphone right now yep <laughs> like that that's that's what was kind of grating on me <laughs> and i probably I, just I woke you. up the neighbors <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, I 
I do think it stuck the landing when it comes to the dynamic uh, with him and his love interest, Aaron. Uh, I guess I keep saying Billy. I think Bobby is the character name. Obviously, it's Billy Eichner. It's like it's just him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, with with the love interest where it doesn't quite want to do the closet thing, but it does do the. I, I mean, they're kind of representative of what the movie is doing, where it's like, am I going to be steering as hard as possible into you know, being gay is its own thing. We can't fit in any box. You have to take us or leave us. Or am I going to, quote, assimilate into straight culture more, right? And the yeah. the struggle that his partner has is very much like, be yourself, but be like just a little bit less of it for mom and dad. You know, like I, I thought that I've never lived this, but I thought that rang true without quite being the same as the like closet narrative that you kind of think is coming. Yeah. Um, so, so I did appreciate that. I will say, as a doc on this movie and every movie Judd Apatow has had his hand in since probably 40-year-old version, um, the celebrity cameos. There's too many of them. There's too many celebrities. <laughs> it, it is such a crutch for the Apatow formula. Like, Deborah Messing is the most obvious one. She appears a bunch of times. Kristen I mean, Chenoweth I, is in this. I, I, feel, I feel like her, her appearance... Yeah, actually has weight to it. Like it, it, it mm-hmm. means something into the context of one of is always good in these movies. There's oh, yeah, always yeah, yeah. one. In in this case, she fits. Makes sense. They got their great star. Kristen Chenoweth appears. Amy Schumer is there. Ben Stiller and Keenan Thompson are there. There are many, many. I could just tell from the theater of people clapping and cheering. Many like gay icons that appear for two seconds just to like say a couple words and then walk off screen. And yeah. they're there's just something about it where I don't mind it that much, but it feels like dead air and they could use it to have a tighter script instead of leaning on all the funny people that they got to um, to appear in their movie. I, I also think something I noticed is this movie, kind of like Billy's persona, so again, maybe this is a meta thing, it veers between being very funny and what feels like trying a little too hard to speak the correct lingo. You know, like there, there are a lot of scenes when Billy Eichner's character is in the meeting room brainstorming over the new LGBTQ museum. When characters, you know, it, it's in the trailer, like remember straight people or characters yeah. talk about how like all identities are valid and don't forget this, don't forget that, don't forget queer women of color, don't forget queer trans active, black trans activists, things like that where it is like, None of that is wrong. Like, it should be in the movie. And Billy's character parses it all correctly. But I would say about 20% of the time, that dialogue feels shoved in just to tell the audience that we are aware and we know what we're talking about and we know not to center a white gay man. in. The, like, it. there was something that felt clunky about the way it tried to acknowledge its own shortcomings. Yeah. Um, where I feel like the movie is so hip and self-aware, it didn't need to underline it that much. Like, we all get it already. And I, that, like, 80% of the time it worked. And 20%, it's, I was just like, movie, you're lecturing me. Why are you lecturing me? You don't need to do this. We get the point. <laughs> maybe he was just trying to do the eight-mile thing. <laughs> yeah, no, he, like, he's trying to call I'm going to call attention out. to everything that I'm doing just so that way you don't have to bother with it later. Because I can go, like, yeah, we acknowledge that. Yeah. 
No, I, I mean, that that is how it felt. Or it felt like maybe a production note where they're like, underline this more. We want to make absolutely certain that no one can criticize us. Yeah. Um, but it just loses the flow of comedy. Um, a thing that I liked, which I wasn't expecting, is this is basically like a love it or leave it alumni movie. <laughs> like Guy Branham <laughs> is like the best friend in this movie. And then Allison Reese shows up to do her one Kamala Harris impression for two minutes. And my... <laughs> I get that that is like a thing these movies do kind of lazily is just like have someone do their shtick and put it in a movie. My theater loved her like 30 seconds of yeah, doing yeah. Kamala. Um, so I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I like how you're like, I hate that all these people come in here, but this one subset of the people that just got shoved in the movie was great. <laughs> Well, because to me, those aren't celebrity cameos. Those are character actors people don't know doing the thing that should they should be known for. Yeah, you know, yeah. it'd be like if uh, like J. Austin Johnson before SNL had done a Trump impression in one of these movies and you would be like, oh, my God, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So bring James Adomian on to do Bernie is what I'm saying. He needs a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Any last things that you want to say about this film, Stephen? No, um, I liked it. It was a lot of fun, formulaic, but sometimes you need it. I liked it a lot more than like King of Staten Island, which I would say is maybe the most formulaic of the formula movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, I think if the trailer didn't quite pull you in, uh, don't let that trailer be the thing that prevents you from seeing it. Um, because I definitely, I definitely had a good time. <laughs> well, let's find out how much of a good time we both had, Stephen. If you're going to give us a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I'm giving it recommend with a caveat. I think this is a solid comedy, great experience watching it, lots of laughs. Not sure the shelf life of this movie is going to be all that long, because again, at its core, there is a kind of very standard formula and with with all of these apatow infused productions you take the good and you take the bad and like you're happy that this character actor got their time in the sun you're happy the world hopefully recognized their talent and they get to do other roles in the future now that expand it more the movie itself is not as memorable as the series of jokes in the movie and i think Totally great for if you want to laugh and enjoy yourself, but not necessarily the kind of thing you're going to come back to and remember years from now. Yep. Uh, it's a recommend with a caveat from me as well. Um, I, you know, I, I had a great time. <laughs> uh, you know, everything you said is true. Like, I am thinking about it now because we're talking about it, but it's also a thing where it's like, it'll be fun to chat with, with other people who have seen the film. But, like, outside of that, it's not like... You're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, that was fun. I had a great time with it. And uh, that was two weeks ago now. <laughs> but uh, I hope that people do give it a chance and go check it out because I think you will have a fun time. But uh, yeah, that's it for our review of Bros. Stephen Miller, people want to find you throughout the week. Where can they do that? Uh, people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning, Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning, or Instagram.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from a 
track selected from artlist.io so hopefully you're enjoying that um uh yeah we're gonna take off and we're gonna hop on our 200 million dollar luxury yacht <laughs> and record 250 please sorry we don't we don't yeah. ride in trash <laughs> <laughs> our 250 million dollar luxury yacht to record a review of shit i mean uh triangle of sadness <laughs> <laughs>